Hey everybody, I'm Eddie Starr, and this is the College of Rock and Roll Knowledge. Class is now in session. This is where the music and culture that shaped a generation live on, and my own path through the world of rock and roll. This past week marked the 50th anniversary of the album Funhouse by the Stooges. It came out July 7th, 1970, and was recorded between May 11th through the 25th, 1970, in Los Angeles, California. I saw a few articles online about a new 15 LP box set coming out on July 31st through Rhino Records and liner notes by Henry Rollins of Black Flag fame. So I thought it might be a good time for me to do a podcast about the Stooges. The Stooges, Funhouse, and Don Gallucci. A Belated Appreciation by Wally Shoup from April 2009 was one of the articles I came across, which I thought really was great because he spoke to producer Don Gallucci, who is a member of the Kingsmen. And of course, who doesn't know the song Louie Louie? <laughs> Incidentally, the Stooges covered Louie Louie, as did Iggy Pop for the Jim Jarmusch film Coffee and Cigarettes sometime in the, I believe, right around 2004, 2005. He was able to really provide a lot of background info regarding the climate in the band when they were recording and what his perce- perception of their thoughts and you know, certainly how they felt about their relationship with him, which there really wasn't any relationship. In fact, according to the article, when he, uh, when the Stooges got back together and they were playing in London, they were just going to play that album, Funhouse. And apparently everybody in the band ignored him except, uh, one of the, I think it was Ron Ashton who he said greeted him warmly. But um, anyway, I'll put a link in the description box below so that you can check out that article. It's really cool. And it was done 10 years ago in 2009, uh, just before the 40th anniversary of the album. The Stooges were formed in 1967 by Iggy Pop, Scott and Ron Ashton, and Dave Alexander. They were together from 1967 to 1971. Then they broke up. Uh, they got back together 72 through 74. And then they reunited in 2003 to 2016. I really just wanted to sort of put my two cents in about the band and how they influenced me and, of course, their impact on rock and roll. I think I did mention in a in previous, I think in Iggy Pop's uh, the podcast I did the other week ago, that uh, my first band, Zero Effect, Eddie Starr and the Zero Effect, we did cover I Want to Be Your Dog. So I'll put a link to that playlist. I think it's on the Iggy playlist. 
And you can check that out. One time I also, too, I think we were going to do, uh, oh man, what song was it? Now it's escaping me. Oh, Search and Destroy. We did try to do that. I don't think there exists a recording of that either in rehearsal or I know that we never did it in the studio, but it is a great song. I also wanted to do at one point, Gimme Danger, try doing that. And we never got around to it. And uh, I did not really care for the album Funhouse. I really do like the song 1970 off that album. I thought their debut album, The Stooges, I Want to Be Your Dog, the opening chords to that song, and then the song 1969 really did lay the groundwork for what was to come in the 1970s with the Sex Pistols and so many other bands you know, that were part of the punk movement and right into new wave as well. When you listen and you hear those chords, like, and I want to be your dog, there really wasn't anything else going on or that I have found, uh, from that time period that sounded like that where the guitar sounded like that. And, uh, the energy, the raw aggression of that song. Whereas 1969, I thought the lyrics were really fun and they sort of embodied that punk attitude that was, you know, that you would later see in uh, Johnny Rotten and in the Sex Pistols, you know of, you know, well, hey, it's 1969 and there's nothing to do. I'm going to eat last year. I was 21 and now I'm going to be 22. A boo hoo. (laughs) It's not quite the lyrics. I'm ad libbing there, but uh, you get the vibe. And I think that's sort of why the Stooges, even though, you know, that was sort of like, a, you know, they came in out of the late 60s, but uh a lot of kids that grew up in the seventies and then the eighties and, you know, right on into the nineties, those songs really did resonate because they were so descriptive of sort of the situation. It was really the punk rock thing of like, Oh, you know, school is a drag being at home is a drag, but Hey, you know what? The weekend's coming and I'm going to be able to go out go up to Hollywood and hang out and go to some really cool clubs or, you know, later on it was like, uh, you know, maybe, maybe I can have a band and be in a band too and be like these great people I read about in cream magazine and circus magazine. So that was the vibe that I took at least from, uh, 1969. And I think the pistols were, sort of right in with that attitude of, you know, Hey, there's nothing else going on. So we're going to form a band and, uh, be cool and hang out. (laughs) So those are my thoughts. That song actually reminds me of the who, if you listen to, uh, your generation. And I think not only, 
uh, the Stooges, but the Sex Pistols and other bands sort of took that vibe from from them in terms of that sort of really groovy sort of uh, really sort of type of anthem, teenage anthem type song. So that's really the case in terms of what I think about like their debut album and what that meant to me and what I think it means to punk rock. I think that the, I want to be your dog in 1969 were really the blueprint, but Funhouse, Funhouse, I really didn't get, I love 1970, which is sort of like maybe a follow up to 1969, that song, but all the other songs on there. I mean, I know a lot of people love TVI. That song has been covered by tons of bands. But it really didn't do anything for me. And I did listen to it again last week after I was, you know, saw the stuff online. And it's funny because that record, I think, is great for its time and place in 1970. Because when I listen to it, and it's just me, but... I, I do hear like an element that I sort of heard like in the doors and a lot of bands from around that time. It's not like their debut album, those two songs, I Want to Be Your Dog and 1969. They were different. They set a template. And then they did Funhouse, which is a great record. It is a great record. But I think you have to move past that to Raw Power, which came out in 1973. And to me, that is the perfect uh, punk record. <laughs> of course, by then they were called Iggy and the Stooges. And in between their breakup in 1971 and getting back together in 1972, Iggy had become friends with David Bowie. And Bowie had hooked him up with Main Man Management, who in turn had secured a deal with Columbia Records. Now, the deal that they had with Columbia Records was really a solo deal for Iggy Pop. But him and James Williamson went over to London and wrote the songs, and they were unable to find an adequate rhythm section. And that's when they brought the Ashton brothers back in and Ron Ashton, uh, switched to bass, which I think, uh, caused a lot of animosity between him and, uh, James Williamson for a lot of years. But that record, the record that, came out Iggy and the Stooges that is punk rock and uh there's also a, another record that came out called Heavy Liquid came out on a UK record label Easy Action Records and basically it was rehearsal recordings uh from from that time period Songs like I Gotta Write, Sick of You, Tight Jeans. Really, really great songs. One interesting thing that I notice whenever uh, people 
well, journalists or music critics write about any of the Stooges records, there's something you always will see in the beginning, this like disclaimer, though initially commercially unsuccessful. I would make the argument that the success of the Stooges albums is all the fans that went out and started bands, the artists and bands who have also covered their songs. There have been clubs and clothing stores named after the song Search and Destroy. And those songs from Raw Power really did become an integral part of the whole punk scene. Everybody has done a Stooges song at some point. And uh, that is probably the best thing, the best tribute a band could ever have. Because, I mean, a lot of hit records, really big hit records today... But how many people will be listening to those hit records that were so high on the chart and commercially successful 20 years from now? Whereas when you listen to, uh, whether it be I Want to Be Your Dog, 1970, Raw Power, Penetration, Tight Jeans, um, they're, 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 they're great songs, great, great songs. And they still sound as current and as timely and fresh today as I imagine they did back then. So anyhow, check out the links in the description box below. I love the Stooges. I love Iggy Pop. I guess I should say maybe a little bit more about uh, really what influenced me the most was really their riffs that they came up and a lot of their chord progressions and their songs I noticed were really odd from a lot of other, you know, traditional rock bands. They really did... uh, they really uh, had a craft. There was a craftsmanship to their songwriting. And I think that's why, that's what, uh, you know, David Bowie, I think, noticed about them. So, you know, I, I, what else can I say? It's a Stooges, it's Iggy, they rule. So anyway, <laughs> um, check out the albums, listen to the music, read the article, uh, Hell, listen to uh, Funhouse, because it is a great record. I wasn't trying to, uh, you know, downplay the significance of the record, because it is a great record. I just think when you're looking at uh, a band's career, and especially in terms of punk rock, uh, and the Stooges were way ahead of the curve, I think I read in one of the, um, some article recently that it's wonderful that, you know, the Stooges did what they did because where would rock and roll have gone without the Stooges? And that is truly a scary thought. So I'll leave it right there. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, clicking that bell and, uh, returning to this podcast 
And uh, I'll see you next week. Rock on. Eddie Starr's College of Rock and Roll Knowledge is a production of Ton Up Incorporated. Copyright 2020 Ton Up Incorporated.